been feeling kind of kind of restless at home and kind of tired of uh, the same old food. So I've been wondering, do you want to go to French Laundry? <laughs> I hear everybody's going. Yeah, it's the hot spot for Democrats right now. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about it, but people should go look at that. Uh, the new food critic and reviewer for uh, the San Francisco Chronicle, Soleil Ho, it had a fantastic. Um, uh, satire piece uh, yesterday in like the uh, San Francisco Chronicle proper about everybody else is doing it wrong, but you're totally good to go to the the uh, the washing machine or the the French Laundry. The German washing machine is not is not allowing anybody. We we have only outdoor dining, which means only people who can break into the patio or go to the balcony <laughs> of my apartment. So I've I've of course never personally been to French Laundry. Mm-hmm. I actually only know one person directly who who has been, and this was you know well before the pandemic. Yeah, um, he was he was able to go as a as a really really nice birthday present. I think it was like a, a milestone birthday or something. What what's a milestone birthday? One that ends in zero. Yeah, exactly. Wait, so that so was this one? I'm assuming you know, everybody you know is basically the same age as you. So does that yeah. mean this was ten years ago or like two years ago? Uh, two years ago. Okay. And, you know, this is a guy who, like, enjoys, you know, like, nice food and, like, enjoys, like, a nice dining experience. And so I was, like, really excited when he told me he was going and I was excited to ask him about it, you know, after he went. Mm -hmm. And he was, like, you know, I obviously, like, super grateful to, like, my family who, like, brought me and, you know, treated me and everything. But eh, it was fine. (laughs) I was, like, oh, okay. That sounds right because we yeah it does. We, we, we've talked about the diminishing returns of fine dining. I think this is like much like you have your I forget what, if it's the corollary or the axiom about um, getting a new phone every year. Like mine, one of mine is that there's just kind of like a it's like the Laffer curve. Like there's a thing where there's a, there's a, a fat part of the curve where like you you approach like fifty dollar a person fine dining like pre drinks cost of food. And that's kind of your best ROI, uh, like for per dollar spent on eating out. And when you start getting into like the ultra luxury, like that's not, it's just not, I, I don't see the value. And again, this is something I have not been to. I, I have been to a few Michelin starred restaurants and some, some, uh, expense of $4 sign Yelp restaurants, but I've never been to the French laundry, but it just feels like when you're getting kind of past that amount, it's just not fun and you definitely aren't getting the same multiplier of return on the experience like i get that some people that that's that's like a status thing and they really like it but i i just feel like it's not yeah once you go past like prospect or pico prices that's kind of there's not a whole lot to get valued there and french laundry is one of those places where the portions are really small well yeah it's, it's like eight courses but basically they're giving you like costco samples as that is what that is what each course is it's like when the guy that's telling you to try out these uh vienna sausages see uh, that like, so i i totally agree with the point of there being diminishing returns with the price but i think the part of that experience which would bother me even more is the portion size and like i mean portions can go wrong in in both directions like don't get me wrong like i'm not looking for you know, like you know claim jumper or like you know a claim jumper Oh come on! You're from Southern California. You know what a claim jumper is. I I know what an Outback and Chili's is, but what the hell's a claim jumper? 
it's like those places, but with portions that are twice the size. Oh, it's owned by oh, it's owned by that one guy. Ugh. Who's the one? It's guy? the guy. It's that guy. He's always on CNBC, and he owns the Houston Rockets. Oh, for for Tita. Yeah, he's always yeah. and I'm always like, who the hell is this guy? Who's he's the CEO of what? And I'm like, what is Landry's? But I've never been to Texas. So. The only, the actually the only reason I knew his name is because you know I I kind of follow NBA news. Uh-huh. There's been a lot of speculation about his ability to could continue to own the Houston Rockets, given where his wealth comes from. Because I think it's like all in oh, hotels it's all like and rep- restaurants, like and, yeah. yeah, stuff that's well, you know, not doing all that well right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So going back to this, the the portions thing, like, yeah, that that would just that really upset me because, you know, I I actually think when I go out and and have you know dinner somewhere, something that I actually end up really appreciating is portion size. Like I think when a restaurant nails giving you the right amount of food that's that's really nice or it's like it's not too much so you don't feel guilty about having a ton of leftovers or just feeling over full but then you also don't feel like you got you know kind of skimped out if the if the portion was too small i like when that's it's just you know just the right amount of food okay so a, f- a few things uh, this was meant to be a, like a in passing comment and just getting out of here real real fast but um First, I'm just going to say, again, this is unforced errors on the part of some high-profile Democrats right now, especially who just should be leading by example, and I, and I don't get why that's so hard right now. I mean, come on. But um, going back to your point about portion sizes, so there was this other tweet. Basically, again, our show has become just stolen tweets from other people. So this guy was asking, what restaurant would you, political you or politician you, be caught hypocritically eating at and i do feel and we come back to this a lot which is like pico the portion sizes oh, yeah, are shareable it, it is it is it, perfectly portioned it, out for this type of thing and if, if you and i were preparing to run for political office and we maybe wanted to strategize over a meal in the midst of a pandemic we, we would definitely go to uh, pico well yeah but, you, but also you'd have to have a burner phone with resi <laughs> on it and, and, and an assumed name uh, that's pretty good. You know, you know what I actually really like about Pico with the portion stuff is you can you can ramp up there very easily, right? Where it's all shareable, kind of small plates, so you can mm-hmm. kind of start small and then kind of order more stuff if you're still hungry, well, which yeah. I which I really like. Yeah, man, I I, I miss Pico. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish. I was thinking about this because like some, there've been some weird, there's a lot of weird stuff with restaurants right now where it feels like kind of the arts and entertainment industry, uh, sorry, the arts and, um, what do you call restaurants? Like hospitality? Yeah, kind of, but I don't want to include casinos. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing like where like restaurants and like theater and stuff, like bail them out, but airlines and, and casinos can go fuck off. Um, where they they need to bail, but, but like sometimes restaurants have been doing like GoFundMe's and stuff, and like telling people like, hey, buy gift cards. I do kind of wish that like Pico would just be like, hey, if you've dined with us in the past four years, do you just want to like either prepay for a meal or basically just like give like Pico a hundred bucks and just and like as a diner just to keep them going? They they, the, they did that. Did we, they? we we talked about it on the show. What what which what which option did they take? They they did a I, I think it was literally a GoFundMe like pretty early on in the pandemic. But I th- I, I but I feel like that changed just because I f- I feel like the response of restaurants like June and beyond is kind of their long term strategy. I feel like a lot of 
like almost all businesses kind of just didn't know what the hell was going on March through May. And I feel like their current strategy is kind of what they should be evaluated on. Just because there was also an article in the Chronicle today about a lot of restaurants gonna, that are going to go into hibernation. Mm-hmm. Basically, they're just going to call it quits on winter just because like who wants to keep dealing with the like if if your like if your books can stomach it like do you want to keep fighting like going day by day on whether it is indoor dining at 25% or is outdoor dining safe or is nothing safe like just being like okay we'll we'll see you in March and hopefully things are better I mean that was the thing that I kept thinking about over the summer whenever I'd be out in the world and like seeing these temporary outdoor parklets and things at restaurants Like, I constantly thought about, like, sure, this works when it's, you know, 80 degrees out at night at, you know, 830. Mm -hmm. Um, Although even still, some of those setups are still, like, not what I would consider to be the ideal restaurant experience. But, like, there's no way that stuff's going to work when it's, you know... And I mean, and this is California, right? So we we comparatively actually have it pretty good weather-wise. But when it's, you know, in the... 40s or maybe high 30s or if it starts to rain or something like that that stuff's just not going to work yeah so so we'll see but anyway i, I just do kind of wish pico just had a way like uh like a they ran on square like you know it's like when every time you go to a merchant and they uh they have a square terminal they sign you up for your newsletter even though you never told them to well can you can you buy gift cards from there you must be able to buy gift cards from where from pico i i don't know and i've always just felt like and this is why i would never ever want somebody to ever get me because somebody once gave me a gift to a restaurant I I liked, and it was a nice restaurant, but I would never want to say, "Oh, and like and like be taking somebody out to dinner," and I would like to pay it with this gift card. Yeah, like, but if you, like... but if you and I went to Pico and we well, pulled sure. out, you know, if if this is you know, let's say August twenty twenty one, let's say maybe, and we we get to go to Pico, uh, you know, we can pull out these gift cards that we bought in December, and we'd feel good about that. Hmm. But yeah, is this we'll, kind we'll of we'll like talk a, about that after is, the show? Sure. Is this kind of like a Tesla full self driving where they can't book, can't book the revenue yet? <laughs> anyway, don't. well, I, from a from a gap perspective, that's true. But I don't really think they care about that. They care more about the cash. But Pico is more kind of like it's it's kind of like a, a like new Californian French. So maybe they go by IFRS. It's quite possible. That's a very, that's a very funny joke for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm laughing inside. <laughs> <laughs> joke's always good when you have to tell people that it's funny it is yeah it actually makes it more funny not all right. as funny as when you have to explain it though you're the worst all right so <laughs> the re again i intended that to be a like a four second thing because the main opener that i have is this and it's it's proved very controversial because i've done this with like 10 people mm. um not in person i hope no 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 uh so i'll send you the link all right so read the tweet. Mm, okay. Have you seen this? I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think this went viral, and I don't know if Richie invented this or not. He he's um, a food guy in the Bay Area. Um, but the tweet is: uh, What's the proper order for unloading the dishwasher? Uh, an example picture of a dishwasher is labeled one being the lower rack, like the main rack. Two is the upper dish rack, and three is the silverware little situation thingy so what's your what's i i have a very strong thoughts on this but what I, is I yours? do too as the as the person who's regularly in charge of emptying the dishwasher 
uh, in the household. I, I also have strong feelings about this. And to clarify, this is this is even getting into the complex calculus of loading a dishwasher properly. This is only unloading. Yeah, this is only unloading. Correct. Loading is for a different show. So, the, well, the, the picture that's in this tweet is wrong. Let's just what do you get mean? that. The, the order is not right here. No, no, they're just, it's just labeled. It's not saying you should do it one, two, three. They're just labeled. Okay. So you tell me, so I, again, I get it. I explained what the, what the areas are for the, the listener that doesn't have access to this unless they have a smartphone with an internet connection. Uh, what, just give me numbers. What is in the order of operations first till first to the end? What is your order? Okay. So first is number one. Second is number three. And last is number two. Okay. That's the only um, right answer. It's it's still wrong, but it's less wrong than most people I've talked so, to. So you so you you do I let me guess, you do three one two. Damn right. Yeah. That's I mean, that's fine. I think they're interchangeable, but like I've I've been hearing like in if you look in the replies to this tweet, so many people are their their answer starts with two and it makes me no, so upset. No, 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 no. Because the, that's because wrong. the problem if you if you do that, if you unload the top rack first Assuming, like, I mean, I, I don't like, I don't put the, the heat cycle on my thing. I do want them to get a little bit dry, but I don't like the thing where the dishwasher artificially heats all your stuff too much. So, ostensibly, when you when the thing is done, and I mean, you have the fancy LG dishwasher, so it probably makes a little song when it's done. No, no, we, have the, we, have, we actually have a, um, a Thermidor dishwasher, isn't which that, is actually isn't made... Isn't a Cuban cigar smoker? <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's actually made I'm, by... I'm not even joking, isn't it? No, it's it's made by Bosch, which is the the company in this photo. They I think they make a very large percentage of dishwashers. Now we we have a, a um a Thermador because it it came free when we bought the the range that we bought. <laughs> okay, and, and it's and it's it, it but it is Wi Fi connected. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so so but the whole thing is if you unload the the, the upper rack uh, option two in this one first. I mean, you're obviously going to get some, you're now going to make, not a lot, but you're going to make the, the lower rack wet. Like, if you unload that, there's always going to be a few droplets of stuff that didn't get dry already. And you're now making, so do it in the order where you're you're working most efficiently, and you're not going to get the stuff wet. Yeah, well, and, we, um, you know, the, the other wrinkle with ours, since, you know, we just remodeled our kitchen a year ago, so we have a, you know, a relatively new dishwasher is we actually have a third level on ours. You added a dishwasher to your dishwasher. <laughs> it's kind of this um, special rack where like knives and other kind of smaller things can go. And I, I like that rack for the most part, but the the one downside to it is that's where water really collects. And so if, if you try to unload that, you know, like first, I mean, you're getting everything just soaking wet so, underneath so, it. So do you have the thing that Glenn posted about? Is that what this is? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Hmm. So more uh, of a philosophical it, question. Why would any other than a butter knife? I, I'm very religiously opposed to knives in the dishwasher. You're going to damage your knives. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you the other main thing. Great for... Uh, baby stuff okay yeah oh oh you mean like all the like the um <laughs> everything babies have is very blunted so they can't injure themselves so they have like the spoons that are barely a spoon it, 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 exactly all those all those <laughs> go up there like all that stuff like actually like 
Madeline stuff, you know, on a daily basis ends up basically filling that top rack, Mm -hmm. which by the way, like that is something that's quite, um, that always kind of surprises me, like given that, you know, me and the special lady friend are just, you know, home all day, every day, like, man, we fill up the dishwasher (laughs) every day. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, like pre-pandemic, I feel like I was running a, a dishwasher load once every two days, and it feels like it's every day now. Oh, it's 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 absolutely at least once a day for us. Well, but you're four um, people. Oh, yeah, okay. A baby, see, no, no, a baby counts as two. That's true. Ba- yeah. <laughs> babies ecologically, they're not good for the environment. They produce a lot of stuff. <laughs> they, God, they sure do. That's true. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so yeah, so the, the correct answer to this question is three, one, two. One three two is also acceptable. Um, How is that even a debate? Who who are the monsters who are? Look at the replies to this tweet. So I, many people never, are starting with two. Never look at the replies or the comments. You but never but this this that. one is okay. Where yeah, th- thank thank you, Hillary Canavan. Yeah, you you understand what's <laughs> up. I'm three one two. No matter. Yeah yeah okay. These people are all nuts. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad I, this, this show can go on. Thank you for giving the, the correct answer to this. It, it makes up for um, the, the heated discussion around the Apple small business program. Oh, I'm still pissed about that. And, and, here, and here's the thing. That was the backup intro to this. Cause, and we're going to talk about it next week. I'm still mad that you don't agree with me. <laughs> like two weeks later. Oh, <clears throat> anyway, man. God damn it. <laughs> Okay, let me close this tab, close the other tab, go back to the show doc. All right. I, oh, yeah, okay. So let's, we'll ease into stuff because I feel like our follow-up is actually going to be most of the show. I, 100%, yeah. So let me find the thing. Yes, thank you, photos. Um, and I'll just post this into, I'll paste this into Slack provided by Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about this in the pre-show, um, and we and no, we do not sell a bootleg that includes the the pre-show banter yet. Uh, yet. Apparently, Starbucks is on the. I was just passing by one, and I was like thinking, like, I mean, uh, I was like, I kind of want a smoothie right now, but uh, Starbucks doesn't sell smoothies anymore. Um, so well, and even even when they did, geez, they were never good, but no. it was it was convenient, and I kind of it was just one of those days where I I needed it, <laughs> and I don't want like the the frappuccino 70 grams of sugar thing even though i know smoothies aren't good for you either but anyway i brought up the starbucks app that kept threatening that i had stars that were about to expire which seemed really user hostile but <laughs> um and i don't know how to collect stars and i and I, frankly i don't want to know but um apparently you get spindrift loose spindrifts at uh at starbucks now what are they like cool. 3.99 each I have no idea. I didn't click through, but um, I was because I was just passing by. But um, yeah. Anyway, kind of interesting. Yeah, raspberry lime, though. Mm-mm. I will every once in a while buy that because actually another another still or sparkling micro topic, which is that our local. Well, actually, you prefer, uh, you for some reason I think you prefer the Novato Target versus the Centerfell Target. Uh. It, the Nevada one is a little bit easier for us to get to, but I, I would actually it's say I end up and yeah, weirdly laid out. I end up shopping at the two of those probably equally because, you know, the San Rafael one's closer to the Home Depot, whereas the Nevada one's closer to the Costco mm-hmm. and those Target, Costco and Home Depot is basically the only three places I go. So. Yeah. 
again, we, we, we've talked about my like a super efficient errand loop that includes Home Depot, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's and Target. And that you can just, you can get those all hit those all in like a one, a one mile loop in Centerfell. So that's usually a pretty good day when you can make it happen. But yeah, the, um, what was it about? Oh yeah. The Centerfell Target, uh, like right as you enter the store, like one, they started doing this thing where they have, um, kind of supermarket sweep style where they have like all the carts ready to go as you walk in that have like been freshly sanitized and that's kind of kind of cool but uh as you walk in there right past the the fake starbucks um is just a pile of spindrift yeah that's true i was just there uh sunday morning and that, that was there it's the best and also it makes me happy that's the the there's always so much pineapple that's sitting unsold it makes me so happy <laughs> uh but then like but they unfortunately they keep the half and half in in the back which which seems like a gosh darn shame but i usually like right as i get in there i'm able to tick a few items off my OmniFocus list like just right away where i throw in because i usually buy six eight packs at a time so i'll Jeez. throw in what else what are you what are you drinking well i you have a soda stream I have a soda stream, so it's yeah, different. No, yeah. no, 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 not gonna do that. Um, so I, I throw in three packs of grapefruit, two lemon, one lime, and uh, two half and halves. That's my usual go-to. Hmm. Anyway, still a sparkling. So do you, you you have your server closet, and then is there a different closet for the spindrift? Is that how that works? Well, no, because usually I will. <laughs> Uh, I will just have four uh, four packs of Spindrift in the fridge at any one time, depending on kind of what flavor mood I'm in. Wow! I, like I don't I don't I don't have a small human in my life, so therefore <laughs> the fridge space is it's all mine. Yeah, and it's not it's not full of um, craft beer that you've been buying online. No, not at all. Yeah. No, and because it's uh, we've talked about how I don't want to buy liquor online, but it I keep getting tempted because i forget if you gave me one of these because you gave me a sampler of the three twin i get it wrong every time the two towns yeah well i still i still owe you one of those yeah but no but is it two towns it's three two towns. towns no there's the only two two towns two town cider house yeah i forget if because the pineapple was disgusting but i think you also gave me just like their take on just cider yeah beer. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, it's so mm. good. Yeah. And I found it at BevMo, which I don't like BevMo as a store either, but they only sell it in a, um, either, I think it's like a 12 or 24 can pack that includes, um, unfortunately, you still get stuck with a third of the cans being pineapple. And I just kind <laughs> of, uh, I can't, I just can't, can't, I can't do that. That's too, either I'm forcing myself to drink something I hate or I'm immediately throwing away a third of my purchase, which seems wasteful. But I don't. I haven't found. I've gone to several Whole Foods and checked for places that have that have like um, fancy local beer selections, and nobody ever has. They always have the pineapple one in stock, but nobody ever has just the cider one. But I don't want to buy it online. The only other place I think I've ever seen that stuff is Safeway. Yeah. So Trader Joe's has the pineapple one. Safeway has the pineapple one. Bevmo has the variety pack, and Whole Foods. I have found not the Centerfell one, but the Petaluma one has the um, easy squeezy, mm-hmm. which I don't hate. No, that that one's I, that one's fine. But I but I would greatly prefer the the cider one. But I don't want to buy booze online, and I don't know what what my hang up is about it. But I just don't want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't really quite understand that either. I have no qualms about that. 
Yeah, we'll see. And actually, you know, it's always kind of like, do you you ever have the thing where Amazon ships you something and they don't put it in a box? I don't like my neighbors being able to see what what, what I ordered. Well, they usually warn you. It's like this item comes shipped, basically like revealing what it is. But that's the thing where I don't want uh, Three Towns Cider House to slap a a UPS label on like a 24 pack of beer and people (laughs) think like something's going on. Anyway, sorry I interrupted. I was I was going to say that kind of, you know, quick shout out to Bevmo actually during COVID. They they actually I think have had one of the better shopping experiences. Like every time you go in there, at least the ones around us are or they're never crowded. They thoroughly wipe down the checkout stand in between each customer, which probably falls a little into the hygiene theater category but mm-hmm. you know I, I still appreciate the gesture well it's working for you <laughs> i actually you know i i don't go to bevmo a ton because you know again i i'm either ordering online or i'm stopping by a pickup window at like a local you know distillery or brewery and picking <laughs> up stuff <laughs> this is distillery all right anyway Spirit works, man. <laughs> you. It's like going to a boulangerie, or however you say that word. What'd you What'd you call me? Moving on. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat it because I don't know if if I'm pronouncing it right. I I don't think you are, but <laughs> I'm not one to uh, cor- correct. Uh, Thank you. Sorry, pronunciation. I pronunciation. So I went to Google, and and it it has a, the little uh, speaker button to tell you how you're pronouncing it, and I pronounced it correct. Boulangerie. Oh, you said it kind of fancy that time. I did. <laughs> you can use that second take and post. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll take that second one and replace it with the first one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so yeah, um, yeah, I still, because I'm still on that bourbon kick. So I'm, I might, if I ever find myself having, like if there's another dry day, I kind of have been meaning to go out to the Redwoods, which are up in um, kind of the, the Guerneville area. So if I ever find myself up that way and there's a, way to safely get some of your uh what's it called uh, spirit, spirit works. works yeah 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 I, I might try it but i i just i that's a lot of money to spend on a single thing uh well yeah no it's it's definitely it's like craft spirits right like i mean you can get i mean you can get a a thing of of bullet or boule as as you would You're insist on dick. <laughs> Uh, New listeners from, would never know that even happened. Why? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> you can get like a, I think it's, I think the bottle they sell there is like one of those one point seven five liter bottles. Is that seven hundred fifty mils? No. Like it, all, all I know is that the 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 bullet one is basically the same volume as a standard wine wine bottle, which is twenty five ounces or seven fifty mils. It's well, no. So so seven fifty is what the Spirit Work bottles are. Yeah, that's that's what all standard bottles are, right? But the the Costco one is like massively; it's more than double the size of that of of a bullet, and it, I think it's like thirty two dollars or something. So, I mean, I, I just I bring that up to like put it in perspective. That I mean, the Spirit Work stuff is you know, I mean, you can you can alternatively get a lot more expensive with your bourbon if you want to, um, but you can also go cheaper. So Spirit Works is, you know, somewhere in the middle. Maybe. But, you know, I'm saying, you know, treat yourself. You're not, I mean, you're not, you're not going out to restaurants. You're not, you know, spending money that way. So, well, but, but I mean, the problem is that I just, I don't want to get a taste for something that's dramatically better. Mm. 
because that, that ruins it for you. Because again, it, it that's, the, that's the thing where with wine, like I kind of know the compromises I'm making at $6 versus $12 versus 20 versus 50. And that's why I've usually kind of that. And that's the thing where most of my, my booze purchases end up uh, being at Trader Joe's because it is oddly, even when Safeway has stuff on sale, it is the best value. Like the variety is not as good, but I feel like they have a good curated selection where they've got, um, the wineries and stuff that I like where it ends up working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, so. they do. Yeah. Uh, best price in, in the Bay area for, uh, Corbell and, um, uh, Piper Sonoma and a few other good sparklings. So, all right. Uh, so do you, do you, I, I don't want to keep talking. So how do we know? I'm, I'm dying to hear about this next topic. Which part, I, which one? Well, because you you weren't ready to talk about your fine, new fine. fancy espresso so here, machine. So here's the deal: if if you do, you, you are it'll, it's forbidden that you Google either. I'm not going to give the model, or you can't. No, Google give me because you're going to comment on the price, and I don't. Car- I don't need Carlos, this in my life. It, I, the the picture that you posted on Instagram, uh, I think when shortly before Thanksgiving, or maybe it was like, and I think it was actually part of a story or something. Okay. Okay, so it's I, I know a little bit about espresso machines, and I took one look at that thing and was like, "Oh wow, Carlos, he he went that way." So this is this is all your fault. So which first, is fine. For, so, so first wh- off, this is this is your fault. You're, I, you're, oh, I know. You're the one that egged on the hey, the Barista Express is great, and it was a very good gateway drug. That's kind of where I I don't want to end up with having to rely on Spirit Works and having to pay three times what I need for something that is fifteen percent better. Hold on, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that when we talk about Sonos. <laughs> There's, there's, there's a lot. I'm, I'm laughing at myself more than you, which well, because well, no, because I'm going to be in, because I'm going to be in the same position as you, and I'm going to explain why I'm I'm, I'm I, so mad. I know we're hush, we're, hush. we're both we're both idiots. God damn it. <laughs> okay, so I the breed I I outgrown is the wrong word, but I have I hit uh, some limits. So you got me started on the espresso with the Breville Barista Express, and you had you got it at a really good price point. I did. I got it kind of at the height of the pandemic when there, Breville's like, no, we don't have to discount any of this. Like, why, why would we? I thought, you, I, I thought you got your BB&B Plus well, So that's discount, the thing. So the, the, so the trick was, that, and I think this still works, is that you can sign up for Bed Bath & Beyond's version of Amazon Prime, um, where it's not two-day shipping, but you get basically a perpetual 20% off coupon. And Breville is one of the excluded brands, but apparently their website is still broken where it still lets you get it. So you get 20% off something that shouldn't be discounted, which is great. And then a couple of weeks after I got it, the um, the Breast Express went on sale to like, I think like $560 instead of its usual $699. And then you encouraged me to go try to ask to price adjust it and a nice customer care rep did that. And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, but I ran into a few issues. So one, the Breast Express is the steam arm, the steam wand is not very good. The The problem that I have with it is that you could, and I think I took a video of this and I don't know if I posted it or not, but because you make lattes for the lady friend, right? I do. And it's the only steam wand I've ever used. So I don't know any better. So the, and see, that's the part where ignorance is so much better mm-hmm. because the problem is, so when you use a little switchy thing on the right and you turn on the steam wand, it basically it does nothing for five seconds. It <laughs> sputters water, just like really, really strangely. It just sputters water for like seven seconds, and then it takes like in total like twenty seconds for it to start doing the 
like thunk 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 thing where you know it's it's ready to go i st- i still remember the first time i used it luckily the the lady friend's dad who who knows quite a bit about like espresso and espresso machines he he was there with me cuz <laughs> if i was by myself i would have been thinking like god damn it is this thing broken <laughs> like it's making this weird sound steam's not coming out like what's going on? And like I, I do really in in the end when it gets going that whole like like the little drum beat or like the thunk thing that's it sounds nice. It's it's part of the tea ritual, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so but that's the problem where you can pull it, you you leave the machine on for like twenty or thirty minutes to get it at temperature because like sure because it it's it's a very rapid heating machine uh, because the Barista Express because I got kind of super deep down the rabbit hole it actually does have what's called a PID which allows to get to kind of an exact temperature pretty quickly. But the thing is you want to keep it on for a while with the portafilter in the machine so that everything gets kind of nice and nice and warm. And that's kind of the ideal way to use it. Uh, but then you pull, you pull your shot and everything's nice, but then you want to go steam milk for a latte. But because it's a single boiler machine, you have to wait for it to kind of get the steam wand up and to go, which is another 20 seconds. And then because the steam wand's not very powerful, it takes like, you know, like a minute to a minute 30 mm-hmm. to kind of work through the milk. Right. And that's not, that's not good. So I don't know, like that, that was my reason for wanting to upgrade. And kind of like I had, I had been on, and you should never do this. You shouldn't ever go find the the subreddit or like a, a no. message board about no. a product that you like or a mm-hmm. thing that you like, because then people will go tell you, like, it'll be just people who are so much more into it than you. And then you just get kind of caught in a trap. Yeah. But anyway, so ultimately, I was like, you know, what? I do like I find like, and we've talked about the ritual before. And I'm like, I kind of I really like this. I, I I love coffee and I like the process of this. So I'm like, let me look at what's better. And I went and searched through a whole bunch of models and read reviews and things like that. And I ultimately settled on kind of a a stretch price of what I was willing to experiment with. And. I found what's called a heat. So the types of espresso machines are either a single boiler, which is what the Barista Express is, which is where you you cannot steam and pull a shot at the same time. And then for machines that you can do that with, there's two kinds. There's either a dedicated double boiler or dual boiler, or what's called a heat exchanger, which is where it has one large boiler and it can it has enough pressure in there to do both at the same time. Oh, that's, so that's cool. So that's what I ended up getting, and the model. If you mention anything about the price, I'm, I'm I, 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 I really won't. I really won't. So you can Google it. It's called the Profitec, P R O F I T E C Pro 500, and I bought it from Portland-based Clive Coffee because they have very, very good uh, instructional videos. So for what for what it's worth, this is this is not as expensive as I thought it was. Oh, good. Thank God. Okay, so I, I got a bargain. I I was. Well, I, I won't say. I had a higher number in my head. Because, and we're not going to talk about it, but basically it's, these... It is. It's it's a handsome machine, man. It's, it's really It is cool. very, very shiny. And very, I, I think, I think the, one, the one hint you gave when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. when I made some joke about it being Wi-Fi connected, you said something like, oh, it it's like... so opposite. Very much the opposite of that, which... Yeah, it is like the most mechanical thing yeah. I've ever used. And because I've read so many reviews and videos about it... um. I I feel like I could take one apart and know exactly how it works. Like it almost look, it almost looks like you'd need like a hand crank to just like power this thing. No, it, it no it needs fifteen hundred watts, which is why I was asking about the smart plug thing. 
Um, so anyway, so I, so I got that. So it is a heat exchanger machine that has tons and tons of steam pressure. It's great. It, but the problem is I've had to kind of go to ground zero or, or, or like day one on learning how to steam milk because it will steam 12 ounces of milk in 20 seconds. Wow. So that gives you very little time to like get like the proper milk texture going. So it's the exact opposite problem of the Barista Express. It seems like you get used to that though. I'm getting better, but it's it's very easy to get too much foam or too little. Like getting it to temperature is not hard at all, but getting the texture right is still something I'm working on. Well, so there is there is actually a screen on this thing. No. The the PID controller. Oh yeah. So that's the thing where you're allowed to change precisely the temperature that's inside the boiler because depending on the lightness or darkness of the roast, you um you can tweak that if you want to. Damn. What a what a world. I mean, it's it's pretty great. Like, I don't know, like again, it uh so do you see the thing where you insert the portafilter into? Uh like the brew head? Like right in the center there? Oh, okay. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I, I lost forest in the trees there. Yeah. So this machine is what's called an E uh, it's based on the E sixty one group head design, where the way it works to keep the brew temperature consistent is that entire little apparatus there where you got kind of like this the metal disc thing that you fit the port filter into and then kind of the thing that attaches to the top of it it's just cycling water that's like exactly 199 degrees through it to make sure you have a consistent brew temperature uh so yeah on the first day i had it, i burned myself real real good on it mm-hmm. because it's it's extremely hot and it's extremely hot even when you've turned it off for a while so pro tip don't do that anyway i don't know it's 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 pretty good uh but the pro and you had mentioned when i got the Breast express that the um like, why was I getting a machine with a built-in grinder if I was just going to make it as complicated as possible and uh, get everything separately? Which is also true. Uh, because, so this, I never used the built-in grinder on the Barista Express because my counters, or my, my cabinets were, the height clearance between the counter and the cabinet was not high enough to make that actually work. So for this one, because it does not have a grinder built-in, I had to get a separate grinder. And that's a whole other thing. And then again, no price discussion, but it is called the Eureka Specialita. And it is Wait, also you, you got a you got another new grinder. <sighs> Look at how this looks. Wait, so I thought I so I, that was the other thing that you featured in your Instagram story, and I thought that was the one that you are. No, had. that is not the barista. The barista smart grinder. Also, I hate because so this is twofold. One, the uh, Eureka Mignon Specialita, made in Italy, is um is a very very shiny chrome fancy beautiful grinder and it, 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 it is it is very 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 good but um yeah the 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 breville one it had a problem that everybody reported on but i never read in reviews where it makes are, are you sensitive to um electrical wines like you know ever have something that you plug it in and you can kind of hear like a high-pitched sound coming from it in my younger years i think i was yeah yeah my ears haven't gotten to the point where i don't hear that stuff and the mm. Revel grinder had that to the point where I went on Amazon and bought a thing where like it's a switch that you can it's kind of like Oh, we talked about this, yeah. Yeah, and I, I hated it so much because I could only have it plugged in and turned on for like short periods of time because even though it's a solid grinder for the money, it just made this high pitched whine anytime the screen was on. Yeah, I, I remember that. So anyway, the the Specialita is a great grinder and it's very pretty and with those two things, I think I'm good for the next few years. So 
I have so many questions. Um, sure. So I guess first, which applies to both the grinder and the espresso machine, how did you pick these specific ones? I just looked at kind of what was in, because I basically put the cap, I put the, to again, not talk about price. I put the cap on what I was willing to spend on the machine at $150 more than the espresso machine costs, which is a nice round number. And we'll keep that vague. Okay. And then I just looked at kind of like, I just, I just looked at Clive Coffee and <laughs> there's another one. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I got to, I got to send you this. I've, uh, there's another website. There's two main like internet vendors for this type of stuff. There's Whole Latte Love. I can't tell if that's a great name or a terrible name. Uh, See? It, I'm not, I'm not sure either. <laughs> exactly. And then Clive Coffee. And again, they, again, just because they have a really good like wiki on their website and a ton of informative like videos on how to use the machine. I, I was like, I'm going to use these. I'm going to feel super guilty if I buy the machine elsewhere. So, and because the, this, like this has gone to a point where it's niche enough where this stuff doesn't go on sale where the price is the same everywhere. So who cares? Right. Anyway. So yeah, so I just looked at those websites and it's kind of like, what is, let me just look at literally every machine that can steam milk and polish shot at the same time and is under X dollars and then cross-reference that against reviews and then just browse um, the espresso subreddit, which much like the Trader Joe's subreddit is full of really nice, positive people. Um, And yeah, and that's where I ultimately decided on this one. The other competing option was the Rocket Apartamento, and that one apparently it was it's one hundred fifty dollars cheaper, but apparently it's 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 pretty plasticky and it's um it's worse in a number of ways. So I, I feel happy with what I got. So my next question with the espresso machine is, so the the steam wand is to the left, yeah, of the porta filter or mm-hmm. like where the porta filter goes. Mm-hmm. What what is what is to the right? It's the same thing on the Barista Express where you can turn the the dial one way to get steam and the other way to get hot water out of it. The so other what do you have two steam ones? No, no. The other one is basically just a hot water release valve, and functionally because it's it's too hot, like you would never use that to like be like, hey, I want some I want some hot water for ramen or tea or something. Like you would never use it for that. It's mostly just as a way to empty the boiler if you for some reason have to take it to another location or send it in for service. That's basically all it's there for. So you don't ever use that? And like, I, I in regular use, most normal people would never use that. Because the water would be too hot for most purposes. And, like, if I was going to, like, when I move, yes, I would then empty the boiler. And then I would, I would, all the water would come out from there. I guess so. I, the, what, part of my, well, I guess it's not a tea ritual. An espresso ritual is I, I like to use the, the hot water um, feature of the um, barista express mm-hmm. to put hot water into the espresso cup and then put the cup on top of the machine so that it's nice and warm before i pull the shot so so i could probably use that for something like this right or you use this could, for something like but, but my, i guess my counterpoint would be that if you're properly warming up the machine the like the barista express has its own like heating tray so if you just have the machine on for the like the twenty minutes that you should, it'll get warm anyway. Oh, I don't I don't wait that long. Yeah, I mean Gail's Gail from Seattle Coffee Gear says you should, and she's she's who I trust. But um, yeah, that's fine because no matter what, even on the Breeze Express, you should be doing um, a cooling flush, which is that thing where 
I think like just in videos that you've seen is just you press the single cup button and let it kind of just do like the the two ounces of water to kind of oh get yeah it going. I, I, you do that every time yeah yeah so that that I mean again that gets it because you if you leave it on for like ten to twenty minutes you you have water that's far too hot in there and that can sometimes burn the coffee first so you do want to do that cooling flush right so I assume that yeah that can do the same thing huh. Anyway, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I'm still still working on it, but it's a fun fun project, and I I think overall it's a decent value for what's what is a hobby and can take up some of the money that um I would have spent on going anywhere this year. So that's how I, that's how I'm selling it to myself. Yeah, I need to um I need to close these tabs. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start getting some bad ideas. No, well, here's can I can I tell you a reason why this stuff is not for you? Yeah. I don't, it, it requires a, it is very easy to make bad coffee with it. Like the, 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 the tolerances are far, like the, the barista express is a very forgiving machine. So like, if you ever got super into this, like if you wanted to treat this kind of like you treat your, like your craft, uh, craft, like whiskeys and stuff like great. But I feel like if you use it more as a utility, I think you would strongly dislike it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm actually, I am like seriously joking because i i actually really like our barista express yeah that's fine i mean it having a version of the barista express which i, I assume they probably make that has a like a double boiler where I oh yeah the, the, yeah it's, it's called the dual boiler like and they make it but it's two thousand dollars but the thing is i it, i don't understand why it's that expensive because it's not like it's, it's not priced. as nice as this well but that's the thing where like it it solves that issue but i can't i, I don't get how they can get away with charging that much for it when others anyway yeah but, yeah anyway so this, this this was fun i'll i'll keep i get like it might be my hobby thing maybe i'll try to like learn how to actually make video with my camera because i only ever use it as a still camera but um you know I'll, I'll i'll do some stuff with it but it's been fun yeah when we when we used our fancy camera as a webcam uh i guess that was the weekend before the thanksgiving break um, i forget sorry was were you doing a cooking class or were you doing your like remote uh um uh spirits tasting thing it was a remote spirits uh thing through spirit works actually oh, nice mm -hmm. yeah it, that was the first time i had used any kind of video uh, capability from that camera and it seems it seems like the focusing is slow but the quality is nice the focusing so th that is so that is you can change that in the camera by default the setting to adjust focus is very conservative so that it doesn't kind of do the the focus hunting so you can change that. You normally can, but you can't when it's functioning as a webcam. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. And are, were you using the Sony app or were you using that, that camo thing that um, uh, Tech Jojo likes? I was using the Sony app because that camo thing, isn't that really expensive? No, I thought it was like, I thought it was like free and then like 30 bucks for the real thing. I think it's like, isn't it? Like, no, I think it's like 40 bucks a year. Hold on, camo. Because that's that's the thing that people use to turn their iPhones into webcams too, right? Nope, forty. Oh, forty dollars a year. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, how, actually, how dare you? I um get camera for thirty nine dollars. You have to tell people that that's yearly. That's yeah. No, I was like um, I was actually looking at like because it, it. So you know, so I, I'm going to be working from home for for a while. That that's been beneficial at my place of employment and 
I've been thinking like, man, I, you know, I, I really should kind of like step up my room rate score and like kind of make my <laughs> setup a little bit better. Sure. And, you know, one of my big limitations is I'm using the standard webcam in my MacBook Pro and I'm thinking like, well, I, maybe I really should like think about getting a, like a standalone webcam. But I'm like, eh, I feel like I'm going to spend, you know, like a hundred bucks on a webcam or something and I'm still not going to be very happy with it. Like, but I already have these like other really nice cameras. Like I've got the Sony camera, I've got my iPhone, um, but I, I'm kind of opposed to using my Sony camera because I just, I don't know. There's something like... I, I wouldn't want to put wear on that for that's, just... But, that's, so that's, yeah, well, that's the thing that's, where if yeah. you weren't on the iPhone upgrade program, I feel like you would just keep around like an iPhone 11 and that would be an amazing camera because the front-facing camera on that's great. But yeah, using your real camera for that, I feel like as, as like if you were doing that maybe every once in a while, sure. But if you're somebody who's on calls that two hours or more a day, no. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 how I felt about that. Because even like that hour long spirits class we did, I like the camera was like pretty pretty warm after. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to be doing this very often. Yeah. Um, and then I did look a little bit into using my iPhone, and it just it seems it seems more fiddly than it's worth. So yeah, I was gonna like people speak very highly of this camo thing, but I did not. That's so sketchy that it's they don't. Yeah. No, but I, but I'm totally like I mean I I pay fucking forty or fifty dollars a month for Adobe Creative Cloud. Like I'm I, if you're upfront about the fact that a subscription, that's fine. But to act like it's I don't like that. Mm-hmm. That's no good. All right, to round out the coffee talk, I'm going to send you a picture real quick. So don't comment on it yet. But I'm gonna, I'm going to ask if you were going to think like on a on like a page like you know how a lot of companies will have like an about us page. Right. Where just they show the people that work there. If you were an internet sales manager of a coffee, uh, like of an espresso machine company or like an espresso machine reseller, uh, I'm going to send you a picture. Do you think it looks exactly like this guy? Yes. So I kind of want to know what sales award you get where you get the, the trophy or the prize is a gigantic used espresso puck. I, I just think that's so great. So the thing that I'm actually hung up on, even more so than the giant espresso puck, uh-huh. is his tie. What kind of knot is that? The kind of knot that I do? Wait, what's wrong with the knot? It looks like there's two different knots, doesn't it? I just think it's the... I think he he's not using the classic... And not not that I'm a well-dressed person, but that the whole point of a tie and a shirt combo is it's supposed to look like that the the tie is like a vibrant color and it's bleeding out onto the shirt, sort of. I feel like, and again, like I'm I'm all for lavender, but I feel like the tie is just. Oh no, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, no, there's that extra line. Hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about. Oh, that. I thought she's meant like I'm like no, that looks like a very standard knot, or at least the one that I know. Well, how the, to do. the 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 well, I mean, it looks like there's two different knots both Orange of which look- on their own are fine but together well, no it's because the, the the lower knot if you're if you're under the if under the impression that there are two knots the lower knot looks like a regular knot upside down oh that yeah that's actually that's true this that's- is this is weird is there some photoshopping here i don't know anyway my whole point is that getting like some type of sales award that's in a used espresso puck is fucking awesome <laughs> and that's that's made my, i've had that photo on my desktop for like a month <laughs> um yeah anyway good job nick brown good uh good use of uh your 5k display <laughs> yep 
Um, so, right. so am I allowed to put links in the notes to these things? Yeah, or no? fuck it, who cares? Okay. But just no, 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 but nobody judge, nobody at. Like, I mean, it's it is what it is. People spend. I'm 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 so I'm so frugal on other stuff. It, no, nobody judge me. Well, and I mean, honestly, man, like if if you're somebody who's like regularly buying coffee out in the world, like, well, here, here's the deal. I used to go to Phil's most days. Yeah. Like right. I went to work. So that I, I looked at like a, a random credit card statement and I'd gone to Phil's 18 times in a month mm-hmm. that with tip that ever since they added tipping, up. that's $108. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with this. Oh yeah. No, I, I this, this is, this is reasonable to me. And then our next topic will make it seem less reasonable. <sighs> So you tee this up because you, yeah. you, oh, so we, the way we left this up. So we've been talking about, I had been teasing for a few shows that I had been interested in kind of finding a way to allow myself to play. Like, so I don't have to carry a Bluetooth speaker around my cozy apartment where I could be able to walk from the bedroom to my iMac to the kitchen and not have to either carry my phone with me or just to be, have continuous audio. And you, to a degree have already had this like you mostly use your sonos um ones as alexas that can play music right right alexa stop god damn it <laughs> let me flip the switch on because this might go bad that's why i'm that's why i'm very careful not to say her name when we record because one of my sonos one speakers is like three feet from me <laughs> so. no i'm usually good about saying like the echo family of products but i don't know why i forgot today <laughs> Um, but yeah, but you, so you mostly use your uh, Sonos ones as, um, yeah, again, music players and like timer machines, right? Mostly, probably. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've been playing around with that and I've been thinking about AirPlay as a possible solution to that. Apple had released the HomePod Mini and I thought, well, hey, this actually might fit the bill. I'll just get three of these and everything's great. Did we talk about last week that the sound quality stinks? Like, was there ever a formal review of the HomePod Mini? Not a formal review, just first impressions. And the first impressions were exactly what yeah, they stink. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, they're, they're fine. But, like, again, Siri's not a good assistant and they don't sound very good. And so, well, so I, uh, first I want to make you talk for a while. So you're going to you're gonna talk about your uh, Sonos arc. And also, for some reason, I have no idea why you bought a Sonos move, but we'll get to it. So I want to know, so you've, so I have made a final decision on what my whole home audio solution is. And you have also made some, not, not parallel, but you, you've also made some, um, enhancements to your setup or that are pending delivery. So kind of you, you talk for a bit and then we'll keep going. Okay. So to recap, my current Sonos setup is we have two Sonos ones, one that's in our kind of so like our, our kitchen and living room is kind of like one big space so there's one of the sonos ones that's kind of in the middle of that space there's another one here with me in the office and then we also have a sonos beam which is connected to our oled tv in the family room mm-hmm so something that's happened relatively recently is we've We've added a second TV in the house into the living room, fairly close to where that Sonos one in the kitchen slash living room area is. And I'm happy about a lot of things with the Sonos ecosystem. Like, I, I love the fact that they have AirPlay 2. I like the fact that in addition to AirPlay, I also have the ability to control them directly within the Sonos app. 
um, it's just it's a very nice ecosystem. And I think the Sonos ones sound really good for what they are. Um, the Sonos Beam, which I've mentioned a couple times on the show, I think sounds fine, but it doesn't sound great. And, you know, when you've got this like really, really nice TV, it just, it comes up a little short. And I think I've made this comment before too, which is like, especially with movies, I think that sound quality is just about as important as picture quality. And so having this like super nice TV paired with this like perfectly mediocre soundbar is just, is not like the best combination. So <laughs> that. That kind of got me started down this Sonos rabbit hole. Um, or, well, it, it actually started out more generally with just sort of like looking for a potential soundbar replacement for the family room. Because I started kind of, because I, I, I knew like the beam I didn't want to just like get rid of. But now that we've got this second TV in the living room, that kind of gave me the out to say like, well... I can just move that to that TV because, you know, currently we're just using the built-in speakers with that TV. Um, and as great as that, you know, TCL Roku TV is, I mean, I, I've sung its praises on the show before, speakers aren't that, <laughs> aren't that great. So um, I think putting the beam there makes a lot of sense. And so I kind of started looking at soundbar alternatives and I, I look at that one that you and I talked about, that Bose something like 700, was it? Mm -hmm. And the reviews on that are pretty mediocre. Um, and it actually has a, a total like non-sound related quirk about it that I think would just drive me crazy. It apparently has a really shiny top on it. Yeah, it's glass. Which, why? Because it's pretty. <laughs> but when it's placed directly underneath your TV, which is how our soundbar setup is, oh. it just seems like that would drive me nuts. I, hmm. okay, I guess because the way mine's mounted, it's the TV, it's like, because the TV is wall mounted, it's, yeah, if it's in front of it, I d it probably could glare. Yeah, you know? that's, that's how ours is. Hmm. Um, so that kind of started to rule that out. And then I started thinking like, well, I, I'm already so embedded in this Sonos ecosystem. And I actually, I really, I kind of, I kind of like having everything integrated the way that Sonos is. Like I should, I should look a little bit at the Arc, which is their, their high-end soundbar, which just came out a handful of months ago. And the reviews of that are like consistently just like spectacular. Like they're basically like, if you want a really nice you know, home theater sound setup, but don't want to do the whole standalone receiver and separate speakers and stuff, which, which I really don't want to do. Like I I've done it before. I've done it a couple times before and I'm, it, I'm just, I don't, I don't really want to go down that road. Um, Can I ask a quick question. How yeah. were reviews about the beam? Like have, were those universally positive as well? Or did those also have some hesitations about sound quality? They had hesitations about sound quality. Okay. I mean, so, basically to the effect of like, listen, like if you're in a, you know, 
cozy apartment or if you were, you know, if you basically just want like a lady in a can device that has pretty good sound. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, which I knew when I bought it. Um, but I think you're, you're kind of famous for reminding me of this phrase from time to time about like, you know, buying Buy nice right or twice. buying twice. Yeah, 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 exactly. And which I feel like I've, I've done that with, with sound bars, I think a couple times now. Um, so which was actually going to be a, a good segue into where we're about to go with this, which is, so I, I kind of decided like, well, I, I think the arc is what I want. Like the reviews are, are really good. It's part of the Sonos ecosystem. It's got airplay. It's got lady in a can integration, all that stuff. So I'm thinking like, all right, th- this is probably the one I want. I'll, but you know, I'll, I'll wait to, to buy it until, you know, we get closer to Thanksgiving and stuff and to see if it goes on sale. So, you know, last week comes around and I started looking at it a little more closely. Um, and Sonos announces their uh, Thanksgiving sales. <laughs> and it turns out that the Arc is incredibly popular, which meant that... I think it's the only product they didn't discount. Yeah, it, it liter- literally is. That yeah. and whatever the hell the Sonos amp is. I still can't figure... Yeah, I still can't it's figure It's for wired speakers, out. Ryan. What does that even mean? But why, is, right. it for, why is it $450? No, this one's $650. Because there's two boxes that look this... Anyway, moving on. Um, I've looked at their website a lot this week. Anyway. <laughs> so... Yeah, so the Arc did not go on sale, which I was kind of bummed about. But then what did go on sale was the Sonos Sub, which is their their subwoofer, which also has just like excellent reviews if you start reading into that, which, you know, ties back to the the teaser from just a minute ago, which is like, I really, really want like great sound for this like awesome TV that we have. So like I saw that the subwoofer was on sale and I, I that's where I like kind of got it in my head, which I really hadn't thought of before, which is like, well, if I'm really going to go down this route of like truly investing in like a really good sound setup, like I could totally see me buying just the arc and being kind of disappointed with the bass because like no, no standalone soundbar is going to have really good bass. Um, and that's actually something I really like in a good sound system it is that it is the, the, the deeper bass or the, the heavy drops, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Me and Skrillex. <laughs> so that's what I ended up doing. I ended up buying the Arc and then buying the subwoofer and, and taking advantage of the, the holiday sale they had on that. But neither have. Uh, they're shipping mid-December, right? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, the, the arc is, is super backordered, like everywhere you look. So I, I bought it directly from Sonos and yeah, I think it, it ships out sometime around like the 10th or something like that. So to kind of recap where that puts us. So now the arc and the sub will, will be, you know, connected to the OLED in the family room. The beam then moves to the living room, which created kind of a another issue, which is, I mentioned this earlier, that the Sonos One that's in the living room slash kitchen area is really close to where that TV is. So it didn't really make sense to have the Beam and the Sonos One so close to each other. 
Um, it's a really roundabout way of figuring out why you're going to buy a move, but okay. Well, so so my proposal initially was to move the Sonos One into the kitchen, which still would have been kind of close to the beam, but would have made a little more sense maybe. But that got quickly vetoed. Why? That was because having having a speaker in the kitchen was just was not not part of our um, aesthetic, I guess. But it's white. It feels like it would match perfectly. No, I have I I have the the black ones. Oh well, yeah. Okay. Well, obviously. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm under. Well, and, and and also, I don't think the Sonos ones are like water resistant or anything. They, they are humidity resistant, okay. so they are meant to be placed in kitchens and bathrooms, but not like poolside or something with an extension mm-hmm. cord. Right. So basically, I ended up with a Sonos one that didn't. That's not really going to have a home anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I started thinking about something else. I'm like, well, I've got two Sonos ones. I've got, you know, the the one that we've been talking about in the living room and then the one here with me in the office. So now I'm thinking like, well, the other thing that the Arc can do in addition to wirelessly pairing with a sub is it can wirelessly pair with two Sonos ones. Or I think it this works with the, what do you have? The SL? I have I have many speakers. <laughs> I have a bunch of SLs and I have a Sonos Move. So this works with the SLs too. You can pair two of those as rear speakers mm-hmm. and get like a true surround sound setup. Mm-hmm. So I thought like, well, maybe that's what maybe that's what I want to do. Uh, hashtag old Ryan. Um, especially because this this Sonos one that's in the office here with me. I don't really use a ton. Like I, I use it sometimes here in the office, but not a lot. So I thought like, well, I can take that one that already doesn't have a home in the living room and then take the other Sonos one out of the office and use those as rear speakers for this new killer surround sound setup in the family room. So that's what I'm going to do. But then that left me with not having a lady in the can device for the office, um, which then led me down <laughs> into the the looking at the Sonos One, which which has been on sale. It's been it's been at a pretty good discount here over the beginning part of the holidays. Um, and you know I've been kind of on the fence about having a nice speaker that i can also bring with me into the backyard like i wouldn't use it a ton because again i want to be you know kind of a respectful neighbor but it'd be kind of nice to have that ability and also like when we eventually do start going places again it would be nice to you know have a speaker to bring to certain places so i ended up buying a sonos move and that's going to become the speaker here in the office um, so I've, through this whole story, I've done two things, which I'm pretty sure I've explicitly said I was not ever going to mm-hmm. do on the show. One mm-hmm. being, I wasn't ever going to do the whole home theater set up with Sonos because it's extraordinarily expensive and you can probably get a significantly better sounding system if you do go the standalone receiver route and wire speakers and everything. Um, and I also probably wouldn't get a Sonos move because I wasn't sure how much I'd use it in the backyard, et cetera. 
but but I've I've done both of those things. So here we are. I think in politics that makes you a flip flopper. <laughs> um, I'm nobody to judge. I mean, I, overall, I think that sounds like a good setup. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, do you, do you have you already thought about like kind of where you would place the rear speakers? Like, does does that layout make sense? It, so it it totally does because as as part of the um the kind of setup of the family room that we did over the summer when we put some new flooring and stuff in there um we put cabinetry across the entire back wall of the room mm-hmm. and so the speakers will just kind of sit up in those cabinets so that that's actually going to work really well gotcha well cool yeah let me know how it works because in a minute, well, I'll, I'm, I'm going to have a follow-up question related to that, but um, yeah. So the 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 really um, interesting kind of part of this, or like kind of the, the ultra tech angle to this, is um, whether or not Dolby Atmos is going to work on with our with our particular TV. Um, oh yeah, it's it's. Speaking of like reading Reddit forums, I, I've I've spent some time doing that, and it seems like it will. It seems like we'll we'll get more into this once I actually have the speakers and can, and can actually test this out. But it seems like these LG OLEDs do something that a lot of other TVs don't. Um, so anyway, we'll 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 see what that ends up being, but. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much of a difference Dolby Atmos even makes, but probably nothing. I mean, honestly, I would just, I mean, I have no idea, but I would abandon that. Like, I mean, because most of it's just like people have been doing fine with five point one and whatever forever. So, I assume it's the quality of speakers and not the fact that it thinks it can bounce seven point one audio off the ceiling or whatever it is. Yeah. So what? What? So what's your Sonos setup? So first off. A few things. So one, I'm going to send you a, a playlist. This will come into effect later. Uh, so I ended up getting a whole bunch of speakers to test out, which which I which I don't like doing. But I felt like if I'm going to end up buying like four or five of each of these things, it's it's fine. So I got the the HomePod Minis, which because those I thought like, hey, this is solution all my problems, and there's no way to test those because you can't really go into a store. So. Those stunk, and then I everybody like doesn't ever isn't the consensus that the HomePod itself like the the knock against it when it came out was that it sounds amazing, but Siri stinks. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna call nonsense on that. It doesn't sound good because I also got a full size HomePod. You did? Oh, yeah, didn't didn't I send you the picture of a stack of boxes? There was there was a regular HomePod in there. Uh, I man, I I. I was too hung up on trying to come up with a joke because you you had made fun of that neighbor that had like the eighteen Sonos boxes. Yeah, but they had, but I think they their box was for an arc. Like they 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 have they have that the gentrification font on their house. They 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 probably have an arc in every room, including the bathroom. It's fine. Oh yeah, there is. Oh okay, yeah, there is a. See, I I probably would have thought this was just a HomePod mini box, but no, I I I see this now. Yeah, so. Like I have detailed, so I, I put a link in the Slack channel that you can put in the show notes, which is a public playlist, which is which is just ten songs picked from my library that I think encompass kind of like all the kinds of music I would listen to 
um, as well as just like an episode of Marketplace to see how a podcast would sound. And yeah, the HomePod doesn't sound good. It sounds like in terms of like the HomePod where it sounds like a super, um, uh, like what's the, what's the word? Like super overly processed and it just, the speaker doesn't sound good. Like it sounds like they're doing as much as they can to make it sound good in the package that it is. The HomePod, it just feels like most of it is that it has like really thumpy bass, which is not what I want. Like it sounds like what most people would think of as a Beats product. And it sounds like it just ha it has no EQ that you can set. And it just doesn't sound that good. So I, I was already like, because I, I was thinking that like, hey, I can try to find this on sale. Like it, Apple reduced the price from $350 to $299. And it seems like the HomePod goes on sale for... 199 sometimes and 249 consistently i was like you know like if this would solve my problem and i would just buy four of these big ass home pods and just turn off siri i'm fine with it so i got one at the apple store i have my little 15 minute pickup window at the corner Madeira apple store and then yeah it doesn't sound good so that is also next um and then from sonos i got one sample one like i, I chose one of each because i like i'm i'm if I go with a Sonos system, I'm keeping it. So I got a Move and a One SL as a little uh, starter pack, and those I'll get to in a minute. And then I also tried one other one, which Bose makes something called. If you Google it, I don't have a link handy. It's called the Home Speaker 300, which I guess is their version of the One SL, or or just the Sonos One. And that one. It also somehow sounds like it sounds dramatically worse than that Bose SoundLink thing that I have and love. So that was also a dud. So what, what's what's the black Sonos box in this picture? It's a black One SL. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. So anyway, so overall, using this playlist of objectively great songs, um, the yeah the, the HomePod Mini sounds terrible. The HomePod sounds fine but still not very good and also there's a whole lot of like quality of life and like um usability features that you'd kind of rank it on and i'll get to that in a sec uh also ruled out for that so then for the sonos move and the sonos one the move the, the two of them sound very very similar like honestly i think most of like the i think the sonos move is basically a sonos one with a battery strapped to it a handle and Bluetooth. That that's what I assume. Yeah. It does sound slightly better, but not double the price better. Uh but it does have the advantage of being able to like you just pick it up and I just want to move it to the kitchen while I'm cooking and that's that's great or if I was going to if people went places they could go take it there. Like I'm obviously not going to go take it out on the deck or anything, but like the the move is cool. Sound quality they're not i i honestly like i don't know i always thought that like sonos was like super good on the sound quality i would say they don't sound amazing but because the bose soundbar that i have got airplay support you can put them in like groups mm -hmm. and if you have because the soundbar sounds so great if you then now pair that to some of the sonos speakers it does like the stereo effect that sounds amazing so collectively Wait, they sound great. Wait. How how do you how do you do the stereo thing? Well no, you just you or I don't know, it's stereo is probably the wrong word, but like it sounds different. Like if I just have like if I'm just at, like cooking dinner or I'm just 
wa- wander around the apartment. I just create a group that includes the sound bar, the Sonos move that's on the stump in the living room. So it's kind of like at the back of the living room and then the kitchen. Like they don't sound the same where it creates like, even though they're not traditionally a stereo pair, they, they create that effect and collectively they sound great. Nice. And I don't know how to explain that, but it's pretty good. So in the end, I will, let me send you a thing. So, so I guess, so not to, not to, not to be creepy, but so you have the sound bar. Well, no. So I so I just sent you a link, so, or I just sent you a screenshot. So my current setup is I have three one SLs because for Cyber Monday they got reduced to a very reasonable price. They got knocked down to one thirty. Because here's the thing: I I like just like you want Lady and a Can integration on all these. I want none of that. Like I really like the Amazon Echoes that have a screen. So I don't I don't want any microphones. I I don't want the voice assistant. All I want it to do is be an AirPlay speaker. So I have three one SLs, one in the kitchen, one on my iMac desk, and one in the bedroom. And then I have one Sonos Move that lives on the stump. And then the sound bar can also be linked into an AirPlay group as part of this. Right. Okay. So overall, I think that's kind of the perfect setup. And I'm pretty happy with it. And then in terms of quality of life features, there's a couple things that I want to remark upon that are why Sonos won out, which is, so in the second screenshot I sent you, do you notice the volume limit feature? Mm-hmm. Have you ever set this up on yours? I have not. No. I love it so much. So my main issue, again, as somebody who tries to be courteous in an apartment, I, with like the sound bar and most other things, like my volume range is usually like in the 20 to 40% area. Like, and because iOS only allows you to do volume steps in terms of 10%, like there's very little like fidelity and like wiggle room in that like butter zone for volume. But Sonos allows you on a per speaker basis to set an artificial volume limit. So on the kitchen one, I have set set down to 55%. So you can adjust it where you get way more volume steps in the middle zone where you would actually want it, which is a huge, huge convenience feature. So I love that. So I think that's most of why these are one out. I would say that you have to, on all the Sonos products, adjust the EQ because uh, at the baseline level, I think they sound pretty bad. So if you tweak it, they sound a lot better. I've, I've never done anything other than the, the true play thing. Yeah, that I actually have turned off. I don't know if that actually makes a difference, but I would recommend, yeah, adjusting your EQ. Mine is set to plus eight on the bass and plus four on treble. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if like, I'm not saying that you're not an audio quality guy, but if you care about that kind of stuff, I would maybe try it out. I think they sound, it sounds really flat and um, like pretty boring sounding with the default. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, overall good setup i like you like you like i mean the whole it being in the same ecosystem is a huge advantage and i like it kind of being all in in the same family um so yeah i think it works yeah the the volume limit thing's kind of interesting because i'll probably end up using that on the move because again like if i bring that thing in the backyard like you know like so like the sono speakers in the house i don't really have to worry about because you know we're in a house and you know yeah no shared walls yeah exactly um 
but like in my backyard, like that's a totally different story. So limiting the volume there, I think will be, will be really nice. Yeah. The other thing that I will say is that the, um, the touch buttons on the Sonos one are actually very good. Um, and I normally would think that that, that kind of feature would be very gimmicky and bad, but it's really nice to be able to be like be in the kitchen and just, uh, tap on it to, uh, pause whatever i'm listening to and you can actually do swipes on it to skip tracks which is nice um and the volume you can adjust like if i have like a speaker group but i just want the kitchen to be louder i can just tap on that and it only affects that specific feature right so um yeah it's it's pretty damn good and they're they're probably the least um i don't know if obtrusive like visually obtrusive like they look they look very nice but they don't look like a lot if that makes sense. Yeah, they're 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 minimalist. Yeah. yeah. So I in uh in terms of color choice, I have a black one in the kitchen and white everywhere else. So the the move is kind of just a wild card. You can kind of just bring that around wherever. Yeah, like it definitely enhances audio in the living room. So if I'm just kind of winding down and reading, which is what I end up doing a lot, um cuz I'm trying to watch less TV and use my phone less, just having some like nice quiet music playing that when linked with the sound bar sounds really, really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very pleased with how that works. Yeah, man, that's, that seems, that seems like a, a solid setup. Yeah. But the only, the only other thing is I, you just lie to me and tell me the, the arc sounds bad because the benefit would, or the issue would be that I, now I kind of want an arc because it itself would also have the volume limiter feature Yeah, because the Bose sound bar does not. And because the Bose soundbar gets very, very, very loud, the butter zone in terms of sound on that one is like in the 15 to 30% range. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to get that one at the right volume. Yeah, I'm um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to temper my expectations about the arc, but I'm, I am, I'm pretty excited about it because, it, again, like and reviews it's are, it, it looks nice. The, the beam it's, was kind of a little, little chunky and a little ugly, but the arc looks beautiful, especially on a larger TV. Mm, exactly yeah well I mean, that's the, actually the, the, art, the, the beam is stubby like it just doesn't match what a 55 or 65 inch tv the width is it's actually kind of weird but if you go to sonos's website it, it it's actually one of the differentiators that oh, doesn't they, it say like for small tvs or something they, they do yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, which doesn't really make any sense but um um but anyway um yeah i'm 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 really excited to to hear that um you have your your Spotify playlist to to try these out. I I've actually I have I have a standard test that I've done. I've been doing it since since I think I was in like middle school with whenever I got like new speakers. Sugar Ray. Uh-huh. It, it it's a good guess. It's not though. Um so the I don't know if you've heard this, Carlos, but the Star Wars prequels are are not particularly good. Um hmm. <laughs> But there is a scene in episode one, it, the pod racing scene, that actually <laughs> like is it's it's pretty darn cool. And even though that movie's from 1999, somehow like it actually still holds somehow. up pretty well. Um, uh-huh. That is like the quintessential scene for testing home theater sound because it's got really deep bass from the actual. Um, like engines of the the pod racing but then it's got this really nice orchestral score that goes over the top of it that's got a lot of the 
kind of trouble and stuff that you want to hear. It, it's just, it's a perfect way to test a sound system. So I'm I'm really excited to set up the arc and one see if Dolby Atmos works and two just like how it sounds in general. Can I ask? Are you saying that this has been your gold standard for testing, or is this just kind of in the AV community? People are like, "This is a really awesome scene to test with." Uh, this no, this this is just mine. I assume I assume other people use it too, but th- this has just always been mine. Yeah, yeah. Like I assume, like because I've never uh, been somebody who's pining for like five point one, but I feel like yeah, th- that's probably a good thing. Because well, have you ever had a system that had like rear channel audio, or is this gonna be the first time? Yeah, well, when I when I was a kid, my dad and I we <laughs> so we so we invested in a in a pretty pretty nice receiver, in in really nice front speakers. So we had a center channel, and then two kind of um, they were like those tower speakers that were you know, yeah. know three feet tall or whatever, um, like JBL I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it must have just been because we really didn't want to have to run the wires, but we got these wireless speakers, like these, you know, 2.4 gigahertz wireless speakers <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that were so bad. Like they were, they were awful. I mean, they, they did everything that you would think a wireless speaker in the late nineties would do. Like they, would frequently cut out whenever someone was on the well (laughs) or when someone was on the the house phone because it was all you know all 2.4 gigahertz we we didn't have any fancy five gigahertz you know home phone or anything Mm -hmm. um and even even when they weren't cutting out the sound was just so like faint <laughs> they, they basically wasn't even really worth having them so wait were they supposed to be part of the system or did he kind of just uh shoehorn them in like were they also like did they match the receiver and the existing speakers well they they, or they, no, they there was like a little adapter that you plugged into the a receiver Got it. and they became part of the system gotcha yeah i think wireless in general in the in the late 90s early 2000s was very rickety for almost everything other than like cordless phones well, that's we we had this. I don't know if we ever talked about this on the show, but we also had that really early. You you you'd probably be the only person who would even know what I was talking about. We had a like an Intel thing. Oh yeah, Intel PC Anywhere or whatever it was called. They had like the early, like it was early, early, early eight hundred two eleven B. Exactly. Where like yeah. one of your computers actually like had to function as the router, basically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Windows ninety eight ran ran like an ad hoc router. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is similar to those rear speakers never Rickety worked <laughs> would work you know 20 percent of the time you went to use it well good on your dad for being willing to be an early adopter like <laughs> to the extreme yeah we we were for for better or worse which is probably rubbed off on me now that's right were you guys a linksys household we were yeah, or, but we i mean had... i mean sorry i mean linksys in the traditional sense of unsecured wi-fi with an ssid that broadcasts to the neighborhood called linksys no oh you guys knew how to lock down nice oh yeah yeah yeah. no my my yeah my my dad was a he was an engineer so he he knew he knew it was up okay um so yeah no this is actually going to be like the first the first time i've had i mean any kind of like true surround sound in a long time and my hope will be that the wireless technology 
um, that powers the Sonos One rear speakers will be, you know, a little bit better. Judging from r slash Sonos, like I think most people are actually pretty like a lot of the threads of people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm getting a Play 5 or something. What should I do with my old Sonos Ones? A lot of people seem to think that using two stereo pair Sonos Ones as part of like a soundbar setup, it actually works really well. Good. I I, it it's definitely not something I would would have bought like if it wasn't something I already had. Um, but just given that we already have these Sonos ones and one of them didn't have a home and the other doesn't really get used a ton, like it, it just kind of made sense. Yeah. Um, so dumb question. How does like, cause airplay has kind of more of a lag than I thought it did. How does, because like your TV doesn't know how to delay audio. So be, with Wi-Fi latency, how do they, how does audio not come out of sync? I have a lot of questions about how it's going to work. Um, I, yeah, I don't know if I need to, cause like, I also don't, like, I assume that the Sonos one speakers, when they get set up as being just rear speakers in a surround sound setup, I assume that disables the lady in a can integration. Cause you don't. Yeah. The microphones know, get, are disabled by doing that. Okay. But, but I guess my question, so my question is like, I because and that's one thing i didn't know going into buying sonos ones is i did not know they had ethernet on the back that seems cool they yeah so i that that's actually how so the way that i have mine set up i don't i don't know if this really makes any difference or not compared to just having them all connected to wi-fi but the way it works is you you connect any one of your sonos speakers to ethernet and then it broadcasts some kind of like proprietary wireless signal to the other Sonos speakers in your house Hmm. and then basically then communicates over like a hard line ethernet connection. So that's, that's the way I have mine set up again. Like I, I don't know if that makes any difference or not. I mean, all of my Sonos speakers are close to a place where I have ethernet cabling. So I thought, well, I just, I may as well do it. Um, so yeah. But yeah, but I, I would, yeah, my, I'm, cause I, cause I'm amazed that the fact that like across like a four speaker airplay group that the, like the nothing is ever out of sync. So I, I'm curious as how that would work with like a Blu-ray player or something. So yeah. Well, so, so I, I know that like, so, you know, with, with this, so with, with the two Sonos one speakers being the rear speakers with the arc, like that's not using like airplay or anything that's using some proprietary sonos thing i would assume but sure but for that to have like basically zero millisecond latency because like because your blu-ray player doesn't know to like slow the video to compensate for any well i think i think you might have to do the thing which is common with a lot of this stuff which is you might have to set some kind of manual sound delay to get the yeah the guitar hero thing exactly yes yeah so that that might be something i have to i have to end up setting up um all right well an hour and a half in do you want to button this up we talked about no main stuff but that's okay yeah I've, i think I've, I've actually got a chef special that is kind of related to what we're talking about sure so i set up our christmas lights over the weekend um and this the holiday lights are kind of the the main time of year i'm pretty sure i've used like this exact phrase before on the show like this is like the main time of year where i think the smart home stuff really shines 
like I think where you can you can set it up where you've got a handful of different smart plugs and you can integrate them all together and say, hey, lady in the can, turn on the Christmas lights and like all the lights throughout your house come on together. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good use of smart home stuff. So my pick isn't any kind of like specific plug or any kind of specific smart home product. It's I guess it's basically just like a feature of smart home products, which is pretty it, it it's a pretty rare feature actually which is supporting both homekit and the amazon ecosystem and the reason that's important to me is because with all of my smart home stuff i'm someone who really likes the ability to control things with either my voice or directly on any of my devices like my phone ipad whatever and as we've been talking about on the show, Siri's terrible. So that you don't you don't want to just go into the HomeKit ecosystem because then you're stuck with Siri. Mm-hmm. But the benefit to being on the HomeKit ecosystem is that the Home app's actually pretty nice. Where or, and there's also really good third party apps that connect into HomeKit as well. Whereas with the Amazon ecosystem, the audio stuff or the voice control stuff is really good. But trying to control your devices within the the Amazon app itself is less very, than very, very bad. Huh? So if you're someone like me who cares too much about this stuff and you want the ability to have a good experience both controlling your smart home devices with your voice and through some type of UI on your Mac or your phone or whatever, that's where you really want both. You want you want it to support the Amazon stuff for voice control, and you wanted to support HomeKit for any other type of on-screen interaction. And so all of my smart plugs and stuff support both. It's a very specific feature that only a handful of different products support. And I think I think that's the way to go. Interesting. Um, cool. So wait, so I'm sorry, do you have a preferred, like the plug thing that you were controlling? Did, sorry, did you mention that? Well, so so because I have indoor and outdoor plugs, mm. they, they, you've got to have two different solutions there. So oh. indoors, we use Wemo plugs because those are kind of the only like reputable brand ones that are out there that do support both. Got it. Um, you can find some like knockoff third party ones that do, but yeah, but then they're mining Bitcoin. Yeah, and and you can find a ton that support one or the other, but finding both is hard. So Wemo Wemo does that. And then the outdoor plugs are actually kind of interesting because I I have a couple of um I think they're the iHome like ISP100 or something. I I have I have a few of those. I have three of those. Um the people that used to make the iPod alarm clock thing? Mhm. Seriously? Yeah, yeah no, they so outdoor smart smart home plugs in general used to be pretty rare. Like a few years ago, there weren't many companies making them. That That's changed. You can find those pretty easily now. But it's exactly the same story as with indoor plugs where it's a lot of kind of knockoff brands and it's a lot of stuff that only supports either HomeKit or Amazon. 
Hmm. And the the iHome stuff is has been nice because it's it's a it's a name brand. It supports both. So I actually went to buy another one this year, and I don't think they make them anymore, as far as I can tell. Yeah, their website suggests that they don't. Right. But Wemo just I think in like October came out with their version of an outdoor plug. Um, and what's nice about that one is that it actually has two outlets on it, which I think can be controlled like independently of each other, which is, which is cool. Um, and so, but those, those have been hard to find because I, I think <laughs> everybody's just at home this year. And so they're decorating their house. Um, so I, I actually ordered one through Best Buy and I'm and finally picking that up this weekend. Um, so cool yeah all right so i have so i i'm not going because i feel like there it's too niche a pick i'm not going to recommend any coffee machinery as a, a chef special but i do have one very reasonably priced knickknack that i think people can benefit from and this is one of those uh entirely made up uh brands that are from china made for amazon so i don't think this is a real brand name but it's g-i-f-z-e-s i don't know how you pronounce that so this is what's called a dosing cup, which allows you to grind coffee directly into it, uh, eliminating the um, coffee fucking everywhere problem that we discussed a few weeks ago. <laughs> and basically you grind. Uh, so what I didn't talk about in the coffee thing is I've gone to a very picky and fussy way of doing what's called single dosing, where you use a very accurate scale to make sure you're measuring out the exact correct to the gram amount of coffee. You put that in the hopper of the grinder. You should get exactly the same amount out with a very nice, fine espresso grind. And you can grind that directly into this dosing cup that has the exact size to flip it over and attach it to a 58 millimeter portafilter so that you don't have all the issue of grinding coffee into a portafilter where uh, like it creates kind of just like this mountain of coffee that's not level and there's always excess that gets all over the counter. So this is a very simple tool that is a knockoff of something that um, a more premium coffee brand sells for $45. So I felt like the 15 that it was on Amazon was much more worthwhile. And yeah, it's pretty great. So for anybody with a espresso machine that takes a 58 millimeter portafilter and has a costly fussy grinder, this is an accessory that'd be beneficial for you, I guess. This actually reminded reminded me of another question I meant to ask you. Sure. Did you so did you have to buy a separate portafilter for that espresso machine? No, I mean just like the Breeze Express, like it it comes with two portafilters hmm. by default. So I mean they they give you the tamper and all. Like it doesn't unfortunately the machine doesn't have like the very convenient magnetic like little tamper thingy that the uh, Breeze Express does. But no, they give you a solid set of accessories with it. I mean they damn well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, this this uh, I, apparently the prices dropped since I bought it on Amazon. But yeah, this this cup thing's pretty cool. 